Good morning, good evening, namaste, hola, bonjour, kereimed, therve, and marabban. This is Namya Joshi, your host for the day. Welcome to episode 77 of the podcast, Each One Teach Ten, an amazing world of STEM, an inspiring venture where we'll be discussing that STEM is a part of every day for every kid. We all will learn together how to build a STEM culture. Well, for today, my guest is Risha Churasya, a teenage author and blogger from India, has penned two books titled Tales of Twinkle, Twins and Truths. Additionally, she manages a financial literacy blog on Instagram known as Straight From My Pen. As a reading advocate, Risha actively promotes and loves reading and literature among the youth through workshops and events. Her efforts extend to fostering a passion for literature is evident in her commitment to organizing engaging activities and facilitating discussions. Notably, she champions the cause of financial literacy through her dedicated blog, contributing to a holistic approach to education and empowerment among young readers. Well, I'm really happy and honored to have you on my podcast, Risha. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And thank you so much for that flattering introduction. And I'm so happy and so honored, actually, to be here. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to have this talk with you. And yes, thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. We would love to know more about you and the work that you're doing. All right. So I'm Risha Chaurasya and I'm a 16-year-old high schooler from India. And I'm an author and a blogger and a literature advocate. And I've been writing since I was eight. So I wrote my first novel when I was 11. And it's called The Tales of Twinkling Twins. And it's a novel about teenage life and about school life, honestly. And then, there's a no- and then I wrote my second novel at 13. That's called Truth. And that's a story of self-discovery, love, friendship. And it's more of about the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's like my first fiction work. And additionally, as mentioned, I run a financial blog on Instagram. That's all straight from my pen. I've been doing that for about two and a half years now. And I also work towards encouraging reading among the youth via workshops, panels, podcasts, such as this. And yes, I'm a business student. And I, I aspire for a career in finance later on. Yes. That's absolutely amazing. And I really like the idea of writing books, you know, that has the content which people relate to. And that's what actually, you know, attracts a lot of audience to the type of books that you write. And of course, the financial literature you've been dedicated to through your blogs is absolutely amazing as well. So I want to ask you that, can you tell us what, inspired you to become a teen author and blogger like you mentioned that you've written two books so there must have been a spark of inspiration that actually you know inspired you to create that so enlighten us about that all right so yes there definitely was a spark and i always loved reading so as pretty much a very very avid reader as a child and it was this love for reading that eventually also got me into writing and also my grandmother has played a key role in my interest in stories and fiction so i still remember as a child i used to sleep next to her 
so she used to narrate these stories to me about mythology about gods about like so about like in in legends and fables and stuff and these this love for stories and fiction combined with my own love for reading is what got me into writing in the first place and i still distinctly remember as a child whenever i used to read i always thought to myself if this author can write why can't i so it was like this long standing dream of me to one day have my name on a published piece of work that belonged to me and also an interesting part about writing that i absolutely adore is the fact that writing transcends you so e- even when i'm gone the things that i've written and created will last a lifetime beyond me and like the fact that that to contribute something to the world that i will forever be remembered by is also something that keeps me going yes that is absolutely motivational for the audience who's listening to us right now that you have always been an avid reader and then from that reader you always you know wanted to become a writer as well because you've seen your know, different authors books um, you know and you wanted to envision yourself being an author one day and absolutely i would totally agree with the point you mentioned of you know grandma narrating stories uh because like so does like my grandma like till date she's been you know telling me different stories about her past real life experiences and fiction stories and that also reminded me of the book of sudha murthy that is grandma's bag of stories i think that's what it was called like you know even those kind of stories like always you know encapsulate your attention and make you a writer as well because you have so many ideas in your mind that you want to pen it down and share it with the world like you said writing transcends you so you're spreading a lot of information that is valuable as well as inspirational moving on to my next question for you um your books tales of twinkling twins and truths have intriguing titles so could you share a brief overview of each and the inspiration behind them yes definitely so let's talk about tales of twinkling twins first so when i started writing i actually had a blog on facebook which i ran through my mom's account and it was called rishas corner and then i used to frequently blog on there about like everything so that was almost like an online journal of sorts so like if something happened in school i'd i'd, I'd make a blog post about it if there was certain news that i wanted to share i'd write it down and that's when so the idea of actually publishing the novel was my mom's so she's so she saw me writing constantly and i you should write poems or little essays just everything under the sun and that's when she suggested that you write so much you and you've always thought about like having a wanting to write down a book so why don't you actually do one and at that time i genuinely thought that only adults could publish novels and i didn't know that it was possible to published at 11 but when my mom told me that that in fact is possible that's when it just got like my wheels turning and then once we had this idea in mind that we wanted to write something but we didn't know what so i remember me and my sister so i, I have a twin sister radhika so me and her were at this library and we were just going through books to like pick up and i didn't find anything i liked that's when i remember her telling me is that write the book you want to read 
and that's something that is still try to follow till this day because i also feel that when it comes to mainstream literature tweens so like a tween is somebody from the age of 9 to 12 is highly ignored so we have books for, for teens with like fables and fairy tales and then we have books for teens with with like romance and ya novels but tweens are often neglected and also the novels that we do have such as enid blitton are from like the western point of view so so like that indian teen tweenage group is like highly highly ignored in mainstream literature so that's what the idea of writing the book that i wanted to read is what led me to write tales of twinkling tweens so tales of twinkling tweens is actually a thorpus of like articles essays on school life on friends and bullying that i've penned down over the years so it's kind of like a tweens handbook through life i also believe that tweens are like a very tough phase to go through since like you're evolving you're adapting you're growing and there's a lot of happening a lot of things happening around you that you don't understand so like just having a guidebook or a handbook to guide you through that process is what led me to write tales of twinkling tweens and coming to truce so truce actually means peace so it means to attain peace with something so truce is a story of five friends tia ron udit kaira and eddy that's how we got the title as well so like the first letter of each of the protagonist names makes up truce building on the idea that these people have led each other to achieve truce with themselves so the whole idea of the novel is that these people are like messed up troubled teenagers with certain issues in life such as self esteem issues friendship issues relationship issues and it's their story of achieving peace with themselves and their issues and it's about them growing into more confident loving individuals and they achieve this truth with themselves through the power of friendships and relationships so it's all is a story about hope and about finding the light at the end of the tunnel and yes that's how truth came to be and i credit the idea of truth to my friends so as randomly watching this movie with my friends and i got this idea of like writing something on friendship and i came back i spoke about that with my mom and like within an hour conversation we came up with like this whole novel idea and then we kept building on that gradually it took us about a, an year to complete truth and yeah it's just a story of friendship love and it's a story that's very very personal to me as well yes absolutely amazing i would say when you talked about the book one that was uh, tales of twinkling twins you mentioned about you know first having an online journal where you used to post a uh, blog post about different news and all and then your mom encouraged you to write a novel and you were having you know a confusion about at the age of 11 could i publish a book but that just made me realize that age is just a number to do something that you totally adore and for you it was publishing and writing a book and when you talked about the point that write the book you want to read it totally struck me that yeah like if somebody actually wants to do something about writing a book uh, be it fiction non fiction this is something that they could keep in mind that you know you should write something that you would actually want to read because in this way you're actually kind of a reader who many people will also you know come in the same category as and that's how your book will relate to a lot of you know people around you 
and you also mentioned about you know articles on school life published in this book and the second book that you said was truce which are the main protagonists like using the letters the word truce as well which is focusing upon issues like self esteem relationship issues friendship issues but in the end if we all come together as one uh, there's always the ray of hope that we can reach to and with friendship and with love we're able to overcome the problems that we are facing so absolutely amazing listening to you. um the books that you've written and i'm sure the audience listening to us right now can of course go and check it out so moving on to our next question for you arisha is as a reading advocate you conduct workshops and events to encourage a love for reading what strategies do you find most effective in sparking interest in literature among young people all right this is actually quite a nuanced question if i may because writing and reading especially are things that are very subjective to each one of us so the kind of books that i might be into you might not be into and it, it's something that is very very personal as well but what i personally believe is is that there's a writer in each one of us and there's a reader in each one of us it just some of us find that reader and some of us don't and what's actually disheartening to me is to see that like our generation is drifting away from literature as far away as they thought so people are more into netflix instagram youtube that instead picking up a novel to read and seeing that is what event got me like into advocating for reading so i honestly believe that the best way is awareness so you can't really force anyone to to pick up a novel or read but you can inspire them to be so that's why i try to be like a role model for these people who want to start it and that's another issue that a lot of people faces is that they know that they want to start reading but they don't know what to read because there's so much of content that out there that they that lost so that's what i do i i used to do like this recommendation list but i i used to like post book reviews and books that i recommend reading and i also believe that it's sort of like a ripple effect so as as you say each one teach 10 so like each reader leads to 10 more readers being created so like if you see your your friend reading and you just casually just take that note for for them just out of interest and then that interest leads you might also lead you to have an interest in reading so it's just about creating role models and creating like some sort of like ambassadors among and like just trying to reach out to as many children as you could to create like one reader that then creates 10 more readers and then also give them the resources to do that i also believe that literature is not just about like physical copies even if you go through audiobooks or through kindle that's reading too and like reading doesn't mean that you finish like an entire novel in one day even if each one of us reads like five pages each day of any novel of any newspaper of or any article they also are a reader so even if you just read through an instagram post a knowledgeable instagram post you are a reader but it just you have to kind of just that going if that makes sense of course of course that did make a lot of sense and that was really magnificent that you talked about different aspects like to spark interest in literature among young people 
you know, we could employ diverse genres and themes to cater to various tastes of those readers. Like, I really loved the idea of what you said that there is a reader and writer in each one of us. Some may identify the reader and some may identify the writer. But of course, like if, um, you know, it depends again, like you had talked about uh, reading and being subjective that some genres that you may like, I may not like. But some of them don't have, you know, the idea of what to actually choose because they're different genres. So you can always be the role model to guide them across, you know, what kind of books that they could actually read, you know, make them go through quizzes. And again, like, I really love the ripple effect that you talked about, that, you know, we could um, be the one person, you know, who is actually empowering other people to read. And then, you know, of course, share their thoughts about what they read in the book. And I also believe, like you said, about incorporating technology, such as interactive ebooks or audiobooks to make the reading experience more engaging, or introducing contemporary and culturally relevant literature to make the content more relatable, fostering a more positive reading environment, like by organizing book clubs, author visits, or even literary events. And of course, like podcasts or videos to discuss and analyze what the literature that they've read you know, with each other. And of course, I think when people are able to connect with each other in this way, then the highlight would be they'll actually understand the benefits of reading, such as, you know, critical thinking, problem solving, actually being able to focus upon the real world perspective. And like it's said in the phrase itself, readers are leaders. So absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing those strategies with us. All right. I have uh, a fun question to ask you. So who's been your favorite author? I mean, I think it might sound very narcissistic if I say me. But like, <laughs> I am a favorite author. But like, apart from that, I'd say John Green. And Sudha Murthy, because like, as, as you mentioned, Grandma's Tale of Stories, that was actually my number one read for like the longest time. And and it blitzed into of course, like every reader I feel go through an Enid Blitten phase and a Geronimus Tilton phase. Of Each course. one of us have, have gone through those. So those. And yes, jo John Green as one author has been somebody who greatly impacted me because he's also very philosophical. So his novels actually thinking about who you are. And like, I've tried to incorporate those themes through truths as well. So yeah, John Green, Sudhamurthy, and Britain, and of course me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And like you talked about the Geronimus Tilton and Enid Britain phase. I remember like uh, when I used to be around sixth, seventh grade, I had this phase of Tom Gates, of uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Thea Silton's Geronimus Tilton, and of course Harry Potter. So like when you're just hooked up to certain authors, you just won't leave until you finish all of those books of those authors. And of course, I would love to check out your books as well and read them. So yeah, you've got another uh, reader for you. And of course, thank the audience so watching and listening to us right now. Yes, thank you so much. You're very welcome. So uh, you've been a writer. So I want to know, like, you know, every writer has a unique process. What does your writing process look like? Are you a planner or more of a spontaneous writer? Like you're just sitting on a study table or a writing table and whatever thoughts are coming in, you keep on penning them down and then make a proper story out of it. So what is it like? All right. So I'd like to say that I'm a planner, 
But then that, then that would be, I try to be a planner. I try to have like this whole writing schedule in mind and reach like my, my writing targets for every week. But then the reality is I don't. I, writing to me is like, it's a very weird process, if I may. So one thing that I just do not write without is music. So generally what I do is I just put my AirPods in, match out the volume, play like these songs that I really like, and then just sit down with a pen and a paper and write. So I also journal every day. And then I'd like to count that as writing as well. But like, so my writing process for like normal, like random shower thoughts is different. And then my writing process for actually like novel writing is very, very different. I'm extremely serious when it comes to like novel writing. And I generally write at night. Because I personally believe that you write better or you're more creative on a, on a tired mind. So I generally write before I sleep. And like, so the whole process of novel writing starts off with an idea. And like the best part about ideas is that they can come to you anytime, anywhere. So once I have a, this idea in mind, and then I go and have a conversation about it with my mother. So like my mother is like my number one critique. And she's shot down like hundreds of ideas up till now. And if an idea is able to like go through her approval, that's when I started plot outlining, if I may. Then we start off with like something called character sketches. And that's when I try to like imagine the characters that I want, the setting I want. And then I, I also do this thing. So on Pinterest, if you just write down writing prompts and dialogue prompts, there's a whole list that comes up. So then I go through these writing prompts and then I do have like my own little diary of like thoughts or, or like writing stuff that I like. So I just go through them and that's how then I start. And then my wheels keep on turning the entire time. Once I have this idea in mind of a novel, I'm totally thinking about it throughout. So even when I will be in class, I'll keep looking for instances that I can include in my novel or like just like drama I could include. So like, then I come down home and, and I journal at that time too. So anything interesting that caught my attention that particular day, I'd write that down. And then I try to incorporate that into the plot. Then gradually, these this I call rash writing. So I just created like these rashes or little pockets of writing that then eventually turn out into, uh, into scenes and plot twists. And I generally write by having the ending in mind. So I generally backtrack it. So once you have the ending in mind, once you know where you have to reach, you will eventually find a way to reach there. So then I backtrack it from the ending onto the first chapter. And then once I'm done writing, I just let that whole manuscript be for about two weeks. And then two weeks later, I just come to it with like the whole perspective. And then I, I edit mercilessly. I, I believe that you're not a good writer unless you, you're like a brutal editor. And then once I'm done editing, I then leave it for another week. And then a week later is when I make all the final edits. I do the grammar chat, the spell chat, and then that writing, that mindset goes on to my family today. Then once like my mom or, or my sister has read through, that mindset is then once like it's finalized, if I may. So that's, I know it's very chaotic and a lot to intake, but that's what the normal process 
absolutely i would say like it's stimulating as well because uh, i i think having like different aspects of you know like you said chaotic i won't say chaotic but it has different aspects like one like this divine me bar diagram like you know just this one small circle in between and different lines going here and there but again connecting to one single point like you mentioned about writing with you know listening to music with your pen and paper and writing your thoughts down or when it's novel writing you're more serious and this is a new thing i really learned like you know night time writing because you're more creative on a tired mind and like you know you can get ideas anytime anywhere you're just gathering in more information and that actually helps you to build up the slot for your story and like you frame that as rash writing and i really found that creative as well to already make the back story like you know the ending is always there in the mind and then you certainly find a way to reach there be it a longer process shorter process but when you know what you have you know what is your goal you'll be able to reach there and again editing properly brutally like you said is very important so that you can get the best result and of course your family approval or from anybody you know elder then everything's done and the book is ready of course thank you so much for sharing that rasha thank okay. you and i just like to add that yeah. as you mentioned you can't be a writer unless you you're a reader so i personally believe that you have to first read 10 pages to be able to write like a half decent one page so it's like you have to read 100 novels before you write your first one so yes just that thank you so much for sharing that so i'd like to ask you that are there any upcoming projects or future plans you can give us a sneak peek into or any books or exciting developments on your blog all right yes there are but like i'm currently an 11th grader and i'll be in the 12th grade before i know it and that's like the most integral school year that there is so i'm trying to write to be honest there have been times when i've gone weeks without writing but like i am working on like my third novel so my third novel this time it's it's going to be entirely like indian audience based so i'm writing it in hindi and english mixed so it's like this traditional indian high school drama and it's called it's it's called tamasha so tamasha means drama in hindi so it's i personally believe like my high school experience has been crazy i've gone through a lot of drama a loss a lot of like friendship breakups a lot of just a lot of drama as a whole and i just like to encapsulate that in like one piece of novel that like sums up i believe every indian high schooler's journey so i do have the manuscript ready up till like some stand but then again i've not i i've been struggling to find the time to like actually get down and finish it off but like that is a novel that you could you could expect to come in in a, about an year or so i don't know yet and with my blog i am so like my blog is going through like this transition phase so i'm trying to in, make it more interactive so i'm planning to do like this whole founder series where i talk to a lot of teen founders or a lot of teen creatives much like myself and yeah it's just i have a lot of plans in mind but like just finding the time and the energy to execute them has been quite a struggle yes 
Of course, I'm sure you'll get the time soon. And uh, about the book, I guess uh, that's exactly, you know, it goes back to the point you mentioned that you always write what you want to read. And again, like, you know, soon in a couple of years, you'll, you know, go through all the novels that you've written about your high school journey and all about, you know, about truce or tweens that you've written. So again, I think your novels are mostly about your experiences and of course, you know, what people would actually relate to. So again, I think that's a plus point right there. All right. So in the end, I would just like to ask you where we can find you online. And for young individuals aspiring to become authors, what advice would you give them based on your journey so far? All right. First of all, you can find me everywhere online. And I'm not even kidding. So like I have an Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, X, wait, X now, sorry. Uh, threads, everything. So just, I also have a website, which is rarely used, to be honest. But like, just, if you just type down my name on Google, you'll find all like my contact details, details, everything. And talking about advice. So there's always a two-pronged advice that I give to like aspiring authors or aspiring creatives. Number one is that to believe in yourself. It may sound very, very cliche, but the truth remains is that if you believe in yourself, only then will the world. There have been times when I didn't believe in myself as a writer, when I didn't believe in myself as an artist, as a creative. And I, that is like one of the biggest regrets I have. And I also believe that nobody is a perfect writer. Nobody is a perfect artist. And there's also this thing that we're over critical of our own work. I genuinely think that I'm the worst writer that, that there is. And everything I write is absolute crap. But that's what I think about it when in fact the reality is far away from the truth. So like believe in yourself, believe in your abilities and don't ever give up. I personally believe that hard work is like the boomerang that always comes back to you. So like work hard, don't give up and please, please believe in yourself. And secondly, it's a advice that I myself try to practice is to read and write every single day. There is nothing that beats the consistency. And I also believe that hard work beats talent. You have to just go at it. Just, just grind honestly. Just hustle towards your dreams every single day. And like, even if you want to read, read five pages. Read one page. Read half a page. Just read. And like, write, write whatever you can. Just like, maybe write just like a sentence down. Write a paragraph down. Just if you read and write every day, and you're committed to where you're going, you will get there. And I also strongly, strongly advise for anybody who wants to be a writer is to be a reader first. Read as much as you can and read whatever you can. Read fiction, nonfiction, self-help, dystopia, fantasy, romance, young adult. Read everything under the sun and just keep going and keep chasing your dreams. That's it. Thank you so much, Rasha, for sharing that lovely message. And like you mentioned about, you know, believing in yourself, this just reminded me of that quote, believe you can, and you're halfway there. So thank you so much, Rasha. And listening to you today just reminded me of this fact that it is a writer 
who might catch the imagination of young people and plant a seed that will flower and come to fruition. So once again, thank you so much for taking out your time and coming on my podcast to share lovely thoughts with the audience today. And I'm sure they're going to go back with amazing ideas about reading, about writing and believing in ourselves. So thank you so much once again. Thank you so much for having me. In fact, I mean, all, all the thanks, the gratitude is all to you. And I just like to tell you, Namia, that you inspired me too. It's so like everything that you're doing with like your podcast and it and I see seeing you on LinkedIn and all these like crazy achievements that you have and just thank you for this podcast and thank you for everything you do. Yeah, just the pleasure you. is all mine. Thank you so much, Desha. And thank you everyone for joining and listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one. Till then, each one, each 10, have a nice day.